0: Yeah, I met this young woman. Her name was Dana Johnston. And she's a bit of a rapper. And she got all kinds of stuff going on with uh, the titles and the subjects of her rap, so to speak. And I told her, you know, you should write about Jesus. So she did, actually. And she put something together. And this was over Easter time. And I just want to read it here. Let's see and it's called Jesus my best friend by Dana Johnston. Jesus, Father God, the Holy Spirit, my best friend. Jesus is my best friend until the end. May we follow in his footprints. I was going to say footsteps. May he may, may we follow in his footprints. May we give up something we love for lent because uh, Jesus our best friend, he died for our sin. He walked in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by the devil, and did not give in. So for 40 days, let's give up something we love for our best friend, for the win over sin. He was crucified, died, and was buried. Many people mocked him, claimed him to be king of the Jews. They said, if you're really the son of man, come down from the cross, save yourself. But Jesus ignored them for him, and his father had a plan many don't believe that he did once walk this land believe me when i tell you he is the son of man he carried his own cross up a hill called skull where he fell several times was brutally beaten lashed his head gashed he went through so much pain but he knew his only father wouldn't leave him in vain everybody watched him bleed A reed struck through his head. His own mother had to watch until her only son was dead. They placed him with a crown of thorns, only out of cruel mockery. On the third day, who knew he'd be reborn? Scared they were to see his massive amounts of glory. Him standing there in his robe as white as snow, like Christmas Day, his birthday. Something beautiful him Jesus resurrected he rose from the dead rejoice in his name he who healed the blind and the lame he is seated at the right hand of the father all that come to him will be saved know that the way to heaven is paved as long as we as long as you believe in him he will always be there even if you don't think he cares trust me he's there Always listening, a true glistening light when you're in a dark place. May he shine upon you, his gracious face. Amen, Jesus, our best friend. He has risen. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. So thank you, Dana, Dana Johnson, for that. And I hope you continue to write about Jesus, because I believe that is where your true treasure lies. I heard some of her other stuff, which is like crazy good. Uh, like she'll either she'll either have you in smiles or in tears, one or the other or both. She's the female Eminem. So once again, uh, thank you, Dana, for that rap. I don't know if it was necessarily a rap. I don't know if I did it justice. When she does it, it's like a it's like a strong. Uh, choppy, uh, exciting rap. I don't know if I, I I did the did did it justice, like I said. But you got the you got the idea. So I'm texting my friend who lives in Florida, telling him I gotta dig up grass and get rid of the weeds, along with power wash the pavements, and then he texts me back saying, I got to clean the aluminum screens around the pool and fix the filter and then dig out the grout in the bathroom and kitchen by hand. And then I said, you know, this is hilarious. We are dueling each other with chores, mostly given to us by by our wives. I guess that's what old people talk about, either chores or medical procedures or medicines and operations. Thank God neither of us have those issues. My friend Jack then texted me back, telling me, well, I suppose slave labor is making a comeback. Yes, because that's pretty much what it is. Husbands are like mules to carry things up and down steps. That's about it. We're helping hands on the farm. Just call me Jeb. So, Ian, I hope you're listening Because this is your time. Because I'm gonna talk about the movie series, The Chosen. That you demanded I watch? Yeah, you demanded it. In a nice way. But you did. I thought the movie was very good although I don't think it was all strictly biblical. But still a lot of good stuff in there. Instead of like the old movies where they had Jesus very solemnly preaching to the people in a one direction flow. This movie the Chosen had the people of the time reacting to Jesus. It was more about the apostles, Pharisees, Romans and the general people thinking and talking about Jesus. Like who is this guy? It was just a different overall perspective which I thought was good. Also Jesus was portrayed for the first time as a not, as not as not a GQ model, perfectly good looking with incredibly piercing eyes. He was portrayed as a regular guy in this movie with average looks, talking like an average human being. They even had him joking and laughing from time to time, even giving a quick wink or two. Not sure I'm good with that. But the personalization was fantastic. So we can relate to him as a human being and not this mystical, out-of-touch figure that we can't approach Another observation I had was about the intro theme music. To me, they took a page out of the Sopranos book. Remember that theme song as he was driving over the bridge to his house? The theme that The Chosen had that same demeanor of that song. It was choppy and catchy. I'd like to know if they really did copy that theme. I think it was a conscious effort. Yeah, I do. Another thing that I thought was cool was when Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath and the way they portrayed it. It was though he deliberately did so to ruffle the feathers feathers of the Pharisees to drive home the point that you can do good deeds on the Sabbath. It's not about your strict man-made laws that you adhere to. One of the apostles told Jesus, he said, you could have waited 30 minutes until the Sabbath day was over to perform the miracle in order not to stir everybody up like you did. But then Jesus replied, sometimes you have to stir the water. And as he said that, he turned away from the apostles in slow motion with the music kicking in. It reminded me of a Clint Eastwood movie when they had him walk in, in a very cool and tough way. With that half smile on his face. Wouldn't it be funny if Clint. Stepped in dog doo doo. In one of his movies. Yeah try to act tough then. You can't. Oh what's that smell. Lifting up his foot. To look under his shoe. Oh sorry guys. My bad. But I'd like to know if they did that on purpose. Taking. Uh, taking it from the Clint Eastwood movies it, it to me it stuck out like a sore thumb and was very obvious that they did and I do believe Jesus deliberately healed on the Sabbath for his ultimate glory just like he waited to come to to Lazarus after being told he was incredibly sick Jesus intended to wait after he died in order to raise him from the dead yeah he always had reasons One thing I didn't understand is why in the movie uh, The Chosen, I don't know why the word Shabbat was said so many times. It seemed like they mentioned it over 50 times in the first two episodes. I'm not exactly sure why. I'm not exactly sure why they did that. To me, it was unnecessary. Uh, Shabbat is the Sabbath day of Judaism, the seventh day of the week to rest, as the Bible instructs us all to do which is from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. It was stressed in the movie by the Pharisees that you can never violate the Shabbat, the law of Moses, along with the other things they may have added, like their oral law, which was the basis for their Talmud. That's why they gave Jesus grief, as I mentioned, when performing miracles on the Shabbat. It was just another reason why the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes hated Jesus with a passion. They felt even to this day that their traditions, oral law and talmud is most important above all else.
1: Martha, Martha, give me my toupee and out of your dumb cat's mouth before she starts humping it. Animals don't belong in the house, I always say. Well, hi, my name is Fred. i listener of the show, and I'm here to say we need more people to speak out on God's behalf. Like, don't bring up God. During Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 on WAB, We can't be scared to defend Jesus. We are God's witnesses on Earth. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me for a moment. Martha, Martha, where are you? I asked you an hour ago to get me my tea. I need my choppers. Where are my choppers? Okay, I'm back. Where was I? Oh yeah, if you believe in God of the Bible, then speak up. Scrape from the rooftops so satan and all his demons will shake and in the meantime call robert and don't bring up god live 610-720-7900
0: now the miracles were instrumental for people to believe in jesus to legitimize him as a son of god regular rabbis didn't do that they didn't do miracles I wonder, would the people of the day and even now believe in Jesus if he didn't perform miracles? Would you? Mary Magdalene was a very prominent figure in this movie, The Chosen, for better or worse. It was she who said, Jesus knew me before he knew me, implying that before they physically met, Jesus knew her even before she was born. They also portray the apostles as writing the happenings of the day down throughout Jesus' life. I thought that was interesting. Interesting, uh, making notes along the way, as opposed to strictly writing their Gospels 20 to 30 years after his death. Another line in the movie was, bones and hearts will still break, but in the end, light will overcome darkness. The movie promoted humility, telling people to stop thinking that they're better than everybody else. And the Romans were portrayed as a constant threat looking over everybody's shoulders throughout their kingdom. You never wanted to mess with Roman soldiers because they could pretty much do as they please without any repercussions whatsoever. Just like the eighth grade bully in my class who was held back a year or two. The kid just about had a full mustache and beard. Just a big dude. Who always asked for half my lunch. And I and I always said, sure, sure, here you go. But not out, of, not out of niceness. No, it wasn't about niceness that I did it. But only because if I said no, I knew he would take all of it. Especially my homemade chocolate chip cookies. I'm just shaking just thinking about that big moose bully head. I wonder whatever happened to him. So in this movie, The Chosen... Some of the Romans were portrayed as spies, where they would mix among the people as regular folk, but all the time spying and watching that nobody got out of line. Everybody was scared of the Romans, especially the Israelites. That's why they mistakenly believed that the Messiah would come to free them from the Roman rule, to wage war against them and defeat them. But what Jesus did was to spiritually free everybody he met from the Romans and Pharisees, any oppressive regime as he spread the word of God. Several times, Jesus was brought in and questioned, telling him, hey, you got to cool it out there. You don't need such a big profile. Letting him know that we're watching you, especially in regards to his miracle working, because word of those healings spread like wildfire. And that was a big reason thousands of people flocked to him in order to be healed from leprosy, blindness, paralysis, you name it. My favorite Roman was that bald guy named Quintus. He was quite a colorful chap, very intelligent and perceptive with a sense of humor. Kind of reminded me of Kojak. Throughout Jesus' ministry, the Romans and Pharisees saw Jesus getting stronger and stronger and more and more popular with the people, and they both hated that and began to think of ways to stop him. Jesus encouraged everybody to stop their false hope in things that don't exist, stressing the point that all you need is me. Walk with me in order to receive a new life. When he selected his apostles... He asked them or told them, I'm not sure which, to follow me. It was up to their free will to say yes or no, to follow me. And that's the same decision we must all make today because Jesus is the good shepherd and we are the sheep, the flock. This movie, The Chosen, also effectively handled the struggle we all have with sin. Even after we're saved and see the light, Uh, You know, that's why the law of Moses is impossible to 100% adhere to. The Bible even says it, saying that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Saying, unfortunately, sin will be with us until we die. But hopefully, at a much, much less volume. Just like eating meals when you're older. You still like the same foods, but eat at a much less volume. Instead of two and a half plates for Thanksgiving, it's just one with actually some space in between the meat, potatoes, and corn, which was unheard of when you were young because back then it was just a mound of food standing eight inches up in the air. In this movie, The Chosen, forgiveness was talked about, as you would expect, Forgiving others and yourself so as to move on with your life. Somebody asked Jesus, how many times must we forgive others? And Jesus said, seven times 70. Pretty much indefinitely because that's what God does with us. Forgiving our sin and taking away our guilt. Also, this movie reinforced the fact that Jesus chose his apostles from the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Most of them were fishermen which was very hard and smelly work with incredibly long hours. It was no picnic, and some of them could not read or write because they just weren't educated. Have you ever stopped and thought why Jesus didn't go to the more elite, rich, and powerful to select his apostles? The quick answer is that Jesus and God work with humble people and not arrogant. When Simon Peter was selected to be an apostle, what, what, did, what did he do? The first thing he did was get on his knees and say, no, I'm no good, Jesus. No, you don't want me. Can you imagine a wealthy rich king strutting through his castle saying that? Never. Not in a million years. Another interesting thing was the introduction of black people in many of the biblical roles in this movie, The Chosen, which I think is a good thing. Because only common sense tells you that the skin color was darker as opposed to lily white. I mean, they were living in the Middle East under the hot sun. They even portrayed Joseph as a black man. I wonder if people got upset over that. Hey, if you did, then you got a bit of a problem. Color should never have any bearing on anything. God is colorblind. So we should be the same. There were Ethiopian characters in the Bible, right? And if I'm not mistaken, Ethiopia is in Africa, where black people reside. So let's portray everything as accurately as possible, right? Another few tidbits about the movie The Chosen are that back in Jesus' time, the people always had to pay a tribute, which is essentially taxes. Jesus, Jesus was portrayed... As a young, young child growing up, you know, a typical young child, nothing wrong with that. In this movie, the Romans would also say Hail Caesar many times as they lifted up their arm halfway or further, sort of reminded me of the Hitler thing. Hi, Hitler. You remember that? Yeah, Very similar. I wonder if there's a connection there somewhere. The situation of somebody being born blind was also addressed, as it is in the Bible. The question posed to Jesus was, why is this person being punished by being blind? Is it his parents' fault, or is it the sins of the blind person himself? And Jesus said, neither. It's for God's glory, because it's easy to believe in Jesus when all things are going great, right? Right? But when there are difficulties and problems and obstacles to overcome, do you still believe? Do you still have faith and hope? I hope so. The workings of Quintus and the Roman leaders reminded me of the manipulation of our current politicians. Except for being senile and outright stupid, like Joe Biden. Can he spell his name? And I don't mean print, I mean writing it. And I don't mean in crayon, I mean with a ballpoint pen. Can he do it? I doubt it. So, in order to suppress the people, Quintus, Quintus, the bald guy, Kojak, he gave a couple of ways on how to do it. He said if somebody's house is a little bit damaged or broken down, simply tell them it's not up to code and it must be shut down or torn down. Condemn it leaving them homeless. Another tactic was when somebody was sick. Just claim that they are spreading disease and pestilence, that they need to be secluded, which means to jail them. Tell me that isn't the same strategy of the stupid coronavirus of a year or two ago, pulling people out of their homes Another way to, op- to oppress the people and shut them down was to go to the markets where people were selling things and claim that they have no permission to do so because they have no permit, permission by the government. Opening the door for the government to take more and more of your money. Aren't these mafia tactics? The movie The Chosen also, as the Bible portrays, has Jesus coming the first time for salvation's sake, and the second time for judgment and wrath. He's portrayed humbly coming on and riding a donkey into Jerusalem. When he comes a second time, he's portrayed as riding on a white horse with a double-edged sword. So two significant different intents on why Jesus comes to earth. The movie also, rightly so, so, uh, portrayed Jesus as forgiving sins. But when he did that, he set the Pharisees once again ablaze and on fire because they yelled and screamed that it's blasphemy to say that you can forgive sin, claiming that Jesus was a false prophet right away, believing that only God himself can forgive sin, which is true. But what they're forgetting is Jesus is God, God and human at the same time. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. The movie also portrayed Jesus as a very caring and loving man. We all need to have true love take root in our hearts, which gives way to joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love is the root of all the rest. Once true love has taken root in one's heart, the rest of these virtues, which are the fruits of the Spirit, will start to grow. You know, and they'll expand. The seed is love, producing these beautiful flowers, so to speak. Yes, lovely flowers sprinkled throughout a garden or planted along a park. By the way, parks that used to be full of kids playing baseball, basketball, and football, remember? But no more. <laughs> Years ago, we used to play sports outside and we would pick sides for teams, which proved to be uncomfortable at times. When you were one of the shortest, worst players there, name after name goes by, and you're just standing there against the fence, waiting to be picked like a dork, quite embarrassing. Especially when when one of the girls was picked ahead of you, and then there's two left out of maybe 20, and it's like, okay, I'll take Pavlinsky. Oh, really? Will you? I felt like an African, in a, an African on a slave block with one leg who nobody wanted. But hey, that was part of growing up, waiting to be chosen.
2: I look around on how things are politically and socially in this world, and I cringe. Like when my brother chews with his mouth open, spitting out morsels as he talks. Yes, I want to get married one day and have kids. But I worry, what kind of world am I bringing them into? Like walking into Count Dracula's dark castle. I see so much bickering, fighting, hatred, confusion, deceitfulness, and lies. And the schools nowadays are so lame. Schools are only interested in creating another brick in the wall. Nevertheless, God willing, I'll meet a good man and get married and have many children, as God blesses me with. I won't be scared and succumb to any tyranny sponsored by Satan, and I suggest you do the same. I also suggest that you give Robert of Don't Bring Up God on WAB a call at 610-720-7900. And if you do, I promise to name my first child after you. Mm, not really. I don't need any Franks or Gertrudes.
0: Hey, where are you, Ian? I just talked about your precious movie, The Chosen. I expect you to call. Otherwise, I will be totally disappointed. Ian? Ian Anderson, if that's really you? Some kind of Ian out there. Give me a buzz at 610-720-7900. Hey, we got a call. Who's this?
3: Robert, good morning.
0: Rudy. Rudy, haven't heard from you for a while. I've been listening. Just, you know, a
3: couple little issues.
0: That's cool. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Um, listen, I just want to tell you what I believe. I've been listening multiple times now to multiple people, seem like they kind of know what they're talking about, at least. And I think it's wrong, you know, especially, you know, these movies, man, about Jesus, you know, they it's still um, a human perspective, you know, from what they believe Jesus was. Right. Like, so I'm just going to tell you, I'm not saying, if you you know, you have the freedom to do it, watch this thing or you don't, but that doesn't mean anything of these movies is true. Plus, um, you know, one reminder, you have to keep in mind here, this Bible that you probably read and, um, you know, Joe and most of, you know, um, people in the United States read, this Bible has only been, I think, what, three, four hundred years, King James. Uh, Version. Um, we we don't really know how accurate it is. You know, it's like it's like the first translation of translation. You know, um, I want to tell you if you can get get any Coptic, um, maybe like Bibles. At least the stories that were excluded out of the Bible because of you know the the Romans didn't include them or whomever thought that they shouldn't be there. Right. Um, and original Bibles, you know, like in Greek or Latin, and so so at least um, we start understanding really what happened, you know, or what you know, you know, what happened with Jesus and how he lived, you know, since he was born until he died. Because, like, I think I don't, I don't really uh, this Bible. I think been um, messed with, played with, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of. Um, downgraded watered down god
0: knows what you know it's possible i know there's people that debate this all the time the books that were excluded and included and the translations year after year that come out may be watered down like you say you know it's possible i mean sometimes you gotta take things with a grain of salt but for me i'm done with the investigative work uh because i can question anything under the sun if i really want to but at 63, I've decided the Bible. I have a St. Joseph, uh, Joseph Bible. It's a Catholic Bible, actually. Um, for the most part, I believe what I read, and I don't confuse I things. I, I don't confuse what things.
4: I'm to
3: tell you, here is you have to keep in mind, you know, these. Um, you have to take um, the Bible, like, you know, as much, you know, like in other religions, they won't even allow somebody to make movies on certain prophets only Christianity it's like we're kind of trying to make entertainment out of our religion which is not good
0: you know what I mean to it's a not. degree yes I agree with that but you know we're infallible no God's an I always mess up that word we're fallible and God is infallible we're not perfect we make mistakes and that's in everything we do so again I I'm gonna stick with that Bible the one I have I'm happy with it and if people decide to and investigate one more point. I that's to fine talk
3: to you. Okay. Um, for what I, I, I keep hearing, I understand what they're trying to tell us here. It's like most of, you know, the churches in the United States, it's like, you know, Jesus loves you preaching, you know, and, you know, we have to keep reminding people sin, um, it's sin, you know, God, like, a lot of justice too. not only love you and, you know, I mean, go sin and pray tomorrow and you're going to be fine and you know Jesus died for you and you know I mean as long as he did that so you're free and I don't think it's that's how it's supposed to work. You're it's 100% right.
0: I talked about this yesterday. You know, God is merciful, but he also is full of justice and yes, and, and yes. what what people deserve and don't deserve. Sure he's going to love you and forgive you, but on the other hand, the Bible says he hates uh evildoers all that's right why god
3: gave you free will you know what i mean yeah because otherwise i think we, we we were born like dogs or donkeys or then right you know what i mean we've we been we've been like um like a remote control cars or something you know but like but that like what good. you
0: said but like what you said for what i'm hearing god's wrath is real and it's going to yeah. come your way if you're a disbeliever, if you're a sinner and don't care, yeah, you're not going to get get away with that. So God is has both sides of the spectrum going. He's not this yes
3: sin sin, you know what I mean? About we have to keep focusing on what's here, you know, for all the, you know, the all the people that are listening. You have yes. to tell your grandkids stay away from sin.
0: It's right. Not, because there's consequences. About, you know, love you. It's there's like consequences. There's consequences and there's God's wrath on the horizon. And we we can't forget that. Hey, thanks for the call, Rudy. Nice talking to you again. Hey, we got another call at 610-720-7900. Who's this?
5: Uh, Larry, how are you, Bob? What's up? Um, All right. uh, The caller you just uh, had there, there's a lot of disputes, but what men fail to understand is that there's an enemy of the cross or an enemy of God called the devil. Once we identify that there is such an enemy, then we look at the welfare that this enemy has, such as the guy said that the Bible is watered down. Every author of a book has a theme. In the Bible, the theme is salvation. So therefore, we now have to search the Bible, and you said you already did your research and you settled with one, and that is correct. Every man that questions whether it's the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, the Vedas, the Buddhism, Christianity, search the Bible. I would recommend to every man search the Bible with an open mind. And the Bible itself will point you to the truth. Go then refer to the Quran and search the Quran and see if it points you to a truth or a form of godliness. There's a big difference. So i leave it at that for the previous caller. Thank you, Rob.
0: All right, great point. Thank you. And And as I said in the past, I'm not going to spend my whole life defending and debating and arguing and fighting with people over religion. No, I want to spend it believing in Jesus Christ and doing His will. There's a big difference there. Now, we all know that when we pray, We can definitely ask for protection and direction and anything else under the sun. But you get to the point, at least I do, that I don't ask God for protection and direction anymore or ask to be saved and given knowledge and wisdom. Because in the Bible, God and Jesus tell us that that's what they're going to do. They promise us as much. So in my mind, it's a done deal. So after a point, I stop asking and just simply thank them for all that stuff coming my way. Lord, thank you for your protection, direction, knowledge, and wisdom, because it's a done deal, getting better with each passing day. So maybe you should think about that. With some things, stop asking and simply thank him. Like if somebody asks you to do a favor, once you do it, they stop asking because you already did it. They thank you. Not hard to understand. Hey, what's with, um, the what's what's your, specifically, what's your definition of a saint? I guess some religions have a requirement list to fill, including one or two miracles on their resume. But I got news for you once again. The definition of saint in the Bible is a believer in Jesus Christ. That's it. Don't make it more than it is. We are all saints. Period. End of story. I don't want to hear about the Pope canonizing this one and that one. Sorry, you can't change the definition of what a saint is. We don't make up our own rules, do we? Another interesting word is portal, where a portal is opened giving you access to heaven or possibly giving Satan access to you. And I've heard people say that one of these portals that invites Satan is in rather is drug taking. I don't know exactly which ones they are, but people who frequent in the world of drugs from time to time have demon episodes. The drugs open them up to encounters with demons. So you go to a psychiatrist who just writes it all off as a a, uh, drug-induced episode, and that's the end of it. But that's a mistake. These encounters with demons are real. I've heard many stories where they're lying in their bed and can't move, and this face is right in front of them, scaring the daylights out of them. And I've heard demons being described as darker than dark, like the dark in your room late at night, because they're darker than dark, you can see them. And again, scares you out of your mind. The Bible says there are spiritual battles all around us throughout life, When you're taking drugs, the portal opens to the point where the devil and demons attack you or intimidate you. So maybe it would be a good idea not to take the drugs, don't you think? I heard one person explain it this way. He said, God sometimes allows the demons to encounter you in order to scare you to the point where you panic and look for help. And where is the only help that will be helpful? It's going directly to God. And praying that these things stop and it's not only those who take drugs that experience these types of things because I've heard stories of eight and ten-year-olds seeing these things also I knew a girl who prayed to God for them to stop and they did pleading with God that hey I can't do anything about this I'm so helpless and frightened please take them away from me and that's exactly what happened making her a true believer for life So the Bible says, resist the devil, and he will depart. Let's all continue to do that. And one last thing. Remember that demons in the New Testament only possessed non-Christians who became Christians after Jesus expelled the demons. So I'm thinking as long as you're a true Christian, you have nothing to worry about. Unlike myself at 10 years old, needing to worry about the neighborhood kid three years older than me. Yeah, one day he just called me downstairs in his basement. And I didn't think anything of it as we would play and talk and whatever. But on this day, it was a little bit different. Because what does he do? In a blink of an eye, he pulls down his pants. All natural. I'm thinking, this isn't a normal everyday occurrence. What's going on here? Or was it me that pulled my pants down in front of him? No, 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 no. It was him. So I kind of froze and didn't say anything. Fortunately, the pathway from me to the couch to the door leading outside was unobstructed. So I just stood up and briskly walked out of the room and back to my house. Very strange. That could have taken an ugly turn and been a lot worse. Another, cur- another occurrence as I divulge personal childhood information about myself. Stuff I didn't even tell my parents. Or my brothers or sisters. But one day my parents weren't home for some reason. And the neighbor lady was there watching over us. Who happened to bring clothes for us to try on. Clothes that her son outgrew. So she said, hey, try these on. And if they fit, you can keep them. So I'm thinking, I'll go to the bathroom or my my room to change and try it on. And then come back and show her. But she said, no, 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 no. You can just change right here. So I was young, maybe around 10 10 years old once again, and she was older, so I listened. Yeah, it was very weird and uncomfortable, even though I still had my underwear on. I was like two feet away from her. And yeah, I felt eyes on me, didn't like it. (laughs) What was I, some underage stripper for her delight? And the worst part of it was she didn't even tip me.
6: Lies, lies, and more lies everywhere you look. Old mcsatan had an earth, e i e lie o. Oh. And on the earth he had a lie, e i e lie o. Oh. With a lie lie here and a lie lie there, here a lie, there a lie, everywhere a lie lie. Old Mac Satan had an Earth E I E L. Now let's do an acrostic poem for the word lies. L is for little white lies. Got to start you off slowly. A baby's got to crawl before he walks, right? <laughs> I is for ice cold. Before I'm done with you, your heart will be hardened and without emotion or conscience. E is for evil, yes, evil is the new good. And S is for Satan, as you'll be just like me, following me and not that other guy. Whoa, Satan, be gone from here and take your sack of lies with you. I turn my back for a second, and Satan steals my mic, and he's trying to ruin my commercial. Anyway, you're listening to the Don't Bring Up God show on W.A.E.B. If you wish to talk to Robert, call him up live at 610-720-7900. That's
0: 610-720-7900. Uh, E-I-E. I O. Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Hey, it's Joe. What's happening? So so remember, I'm going to talk about, right, that you... uh, Yeah, that's fine, uh, and I'm going to let you have the floor for a minute or two, so proceed.
7: Okay. Okay, so um, regarding the topic, yes, it's controversial. Is hell annihilation, or is it eternal punishment? When you put all the pieces together, I believe it, it's clearly stating that it's eternal punishment. I mean, one of the just explicit, clear, straightforward verses, Matthew 25, verses 41 and 46, it says, The righteous shall go into everlasting uh, life, but the wicked will go into everlasting punishment. I mean, how, how can it? Annihilation is not everlasting punishment. So that was one. Um, and there's a bunch of verses, like, for instance, uh, re- regarding Judas Iscariot. Why is it said of Judas Iscariot? It would have been better if he were never, ever born, uh, because he betrayed Christ. So if annihilation were true, well, that, that statement makes no, no sense. And just think about the concept of annihilationism. So there's no ultimate eternal punishment. It actually provokes people that just rebel against God. So what? It's like it's like our court system, which is actually being displayed before our very eyes. There's criminals getting away with murder, and they're just let go free. There's no punishment. So that actually provokes more rebellion and evil. Um, then you mentioned about, you know, the, the Satan, the beast, the false prophet, that they're going to be tortured forever. Yes, that's Revelation 20, Um, But the very last verse in that chapter says non-believers will be cast into the lake of fire. Uh, Revelation 22.15 says that outside of the New Jerusalem, there's going to be dogs and sorcerers, whoremongers, uh, all liars will be outside. So it's talking about their existence
2: um,
7: outside of heaven. So where are they? Um, There's other verses... Matthew 10, Matthew 11, it says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, uh, where where the fire and the worm dieth not. So it's a it's an eternal punishment. So and then just the concept of sinning against an eternal God demands an eternal punishment. So those are just a few, you know, there's a bunch of verses, Isaiah 33, 12 through 14. Luke 16, I mean, whether parable or not, it teaches principles of conscious, eternal um, punishment and no way out. Um, So those are some... um,
0: No, that makes sense. I mean, uh, very well researched as usual. But let me ask you, Joe. If I continue to believe, and sometimes I go back and forth on this, but if I continue to believe that uh, people uh, will not endure eternal punishment and burn forever in hell, okay? If I continue to believe that, is that enough for me to go to hell and be thrown out like garbage?"
7: Well, no. Um, I was going to address that, too. Like you were saying, you know, uh, God's not going to give us a quiz, and if we're wrong on the color of Samson's here or the length of Moses' staff, which is not addressed in the Bible anyway. but. Um, we have to be right on salvation. This even touches on what Rudy and Larry were talking about. Do we really have the Word of God or not? Well, the King James Version, I researched it because there's so many different versions. When we have over, I think it's like 30,000 uh, copies of manuscripts of the Old Testament now, and they keep finding more archaeologically, or the New Testament, there's something like you know 6,000 And they're all in agreement and properly translated into what we have today. It actually, the internal evidence is that God preserved it. He inspired it originally. We have copies of those. He preserved it. So how are we going to know the truth if He doesn't do that? Uh, We're left in darkness, guessing for our own. so to answer that question, we have to be right on salvation. And it's clear, repentance of sin faith toward our Lord and God Jesus Christ. That's Acts twenty twenty one, Acts four twelve, Romans
0: ten. And um, salvation is the key, and you only get that through the belief in Jesus Christ. And we all agree on that for sure. Yes. Okay. Yes,
7: absolutely. Now, now, um, you know, stating like when we're born again, I mean, it's so perfect a picture that we're spiritual babies. Well, can a can a baby feed itself? Change its own diaper? Walk? Talk? No. So we're born again based on what I just said, the simple gospel message, repent of your sin directly to God, put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord, God, and Savior. Why? Because it's His gospel, which is defined as the death, fear, and resurrection of Christ, 1 Corinthians 15, through 4 We're born again. Are we perfect? Do we know everything? No. But the rest of our life, as God allows us, we should be seeking His truth, uh, John sixteen thirteen, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. So we do have to question these things, which are so, um, such a great and dire weightiness of eternity. Um, we do have to question, you know, if we're, we're listening to false teachers, who started these things? All right. When you group it together, uh, we do have to examine ourselves whether we're in the faith. And we okay. should be like the Bereans to search the scriptures. What's the proper interpretation? One last thing, uh, like Larry said, I agree with him. You know, ask God, go to God, because it's 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. He's the one who gave the Word. We should go to Him. If we have a personal relationship with Him, we can go to Him and clarify stuff. How? Praying to Him, being in the Word, studying it.
0: All right. Thanks so, for the call, and thanks for the awesome. information. Thank you we got another call. Who's this? Tom. What's up, Tom? Morning. Morning, Brother Robert. Hey, I just wanted to say something. I think this really
4: helps listeners out there. I'm absolutely sure this is this is God. Uh, remember you told the story when you said the boy took his pants off Pronia? Right. Okay, well, I really think I'll share this with you quickly. In the neighborhood, I had several friends. They used to go to the houses. And uh, there was this one incident when I was a boy. Uh, I was one block up. Uh, there was two brothers, and they had an older sister. So, anyway, uh, I came in the house, you know, just to hang out, play, do things. And I went up to the second floor, and I uh, went into the, the kid's bedroom, and the two kids start, jumped on the bed. They started grabbing each other in a weird way.
0: How old How so old was everybody?
4: Well, we were all uh, very young. I don't know. All right. Twelve, 12 maybe. And I remember um, somebody turned the light off. And I heard a voice. It said, run. The voice said, run. Yeah. And now looking back, I I ran out of that house. I fled out of that place really fast. And I'm looking back as a Christian now, you know, Robert, I am sure that was the Spirit of God speaking to me. Because I heard the voice in my head say, run.
0: Yeah, you got these red flags come up in certain situations, man. And you look back on it and you think that could have been really, really bad and and turned a lot worse than it was.
4: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Because I've seen that one time before. You're absolutely right in our neighborhood where there was an older uh, teenager was staying at two of my best friends' house. They were also brothers, it turns out. But uh, anyway, I remember he had said something appropriately to me about, you know, guys being with guys, and I gave him a swift reply, uh, reply. You know, it didn't that it didn't grab that seed. didn't work, you know.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> that's and that's why, um, you know, when you have kids, it was very fashionable, at least years ago that, you know, the kids would sleep over, you know, sleep yeah. over at other people's houses. Man, you got to be yeah. careful with that. First of all, you don't know their parents and how they behave and the kids and what goes on. I don't know. That's a big caution to be so free and easy. Oh, sleep over here, sleep over there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd do that again. Yeah, I know what you're
4: saying. I mean, uh, you know, I'm old enough now that um, to, you know, uh, look back and say, yeah, I can remember the weird stuff in the neighborhood that kids would do, and even some adults would act up in an appropriate way. But like you said, if you were, uh, I'll give you one more quick one, if you don't mind. All uh, right, real quick, because we got to go. Go. Yeah, there was a store one time where I wanted to get some parts, and the guy went upstairs. He was an older guy. Well, he took me upstairs but he had a weird uh how would you say all right get I to the end
0: that he came on to you and you got out of there
4: i i got scared and I, I didn't know i knew what he was getting right right to say, but I, I i left the stuff i say, let's go downstairs now
0: <laughs> all right i gotta get going uh thanks for the call sorry we had to cut you off short all roads lead back to god tyler we love you and we'll see you again
6: 90 w a e b allentown listen on your free iHeartRadio radio app for all your music radio and podcasts